Hey, what's going on, Black people? Welcome to DrBoysTV.com, the home for intelligent Black people. Today, we're going to talk about Lizzo. Lizzo is a singer that is uh, very, very talented. Uh, she also uh, recently put out an interesting image. You know, Lizzo loves to celebrate uh, what she calls body positivity, which uh, honestly comes off to me as basically saying that that being obese, even morbidly obese, is a good thing. Now, I'm not here to talk bad about people that are a little bit overweight, my Lord, I've had a belly for a very long time, but I am going to say that Lizzo is missing the mark and presenting an odd kind of hypocrisy that we as black people need to address and discuss. And so even though I know that 80% of the world is not going to understand what I'm saying, I want to talk to the 20% of you who are going to try to listen, the 20% of you who love black people enough for us to address some of the problems that we create for ourselves. And those of us who love black people enough to say, hey, let's figure it out so we can make sure that we can love each other at the same time, get better and live. I don't want black people to die. That's why I am taking the time to do something that is going to make me unpopular with a lot of people, which is to address this recent viral image of Lizzo celebrating now. Here we are, clan, the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who got to delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn into intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Boyce TV. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. And I want to give you a warning. A warning. If you are not prepared for an open-minded conversation, you probably should get the fuck out right now. You probably shouldn't be here. Uh, there's a good chance this conversation is going to be above some of y'all's pay grades. Some of y'all are going to get upset. Some of y'all going to get your feelings hurt. Some of y'all going to get mad. Uh, but, you know, if you're going to get mad, you got to stay mad because right now we are mad. Black people got a lot to be mad about. And part of what we need to be mad about is the fact that mass media, mass media being run by them, you know who them are. Those people that use black people in every way imaginable. Mass media is promoting death to black people on a regular basis. Mass media is constantly reminding black people of the most convenient ways to die. And then you turn around and feel sorry for yourself when black people are dying. You come to people like me and say, oh, Dr. Boyce, how did you, how can you get on an airplane in the pandemic? You know, black people are dying the most from the pandemic. Well, what, well, what, what, why are they dying? Well, because the virus takes advantage of people that have pre-existing conditions. Like, like what? What are those pre-existing conditions? Like, you know, obesity and diabetes and strokes. Well, doesn't that come from like being overweight? Yeah, yeah, but, but, but it's not our fault. Well, you know, if you're celebrating obesity, then you're going to get obesity. I mean, whatever you market or whatever you celebrate is what you're going to get. Am I right or am I right? Whatever you think is good, you're going to have more of that. And so how can you tell me that obesity is body positivity in one minute, but then you telling me that obesity is the leading cause of death during the pandemic and the, the other breath. And you expect me to sit and get on my knees and pray to white Jesus with you and wonder why black people are suffering the most. And Lord Jesus, why is this happening to us? Well, the reason it's happening is because you're celebrating your own death. You go to your own funerals like it's a fucking birthday party. You celebrate the things that kill you. Give me, please give me, please somebody, I need somebody, I'm a, I'm a voice in the wilderness right now, ain't nobody going to listen to me. They, 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 I know what they're going to do. They're going to say, Boy, Dr. Voice is attacking Lizzo, he's attacking a black woman, right? That's that whole toxic masculinity narrative, which we've pretty much broken down to be a pack of bullshit 90% of the time. There are toxic men out here, we know that they are, but my goal is never to be one of them. I protect my daughters, I love my girls, that's why I'm having this conversation. 
And then they're going to they're gonna say, Dr. Boyce is fat shaming. You're fat shaming. No, I'm not shaming anybody for being fat. My God, if I was shaming fat people, I'd have to start with myself because Lord knows that oh, being overweight has been a lifelong battle for me. If I didn't let that black, that beautiful black woman next to me push me to go run miles and marathons. And, and believe me, every I felt every every single stride. Every stride was painful. And if, if it wasn't for that black woman pushing me to do better, I could have died by now. I'd be looking like Roland Martin right now if it wasn't for her pushing me to do better. So so I'm not making fun of fat people because if I did, I'd be making fun of myself. This ain't about all of that. Stop deflecting. Stop gaslighting. Stop trying to change the subject. You know exactly what the fuck I am talking about. I'm talking about the fact that we have these corporations, we have these white-owned businesses, these companies like Apple Music and Spotify and, and Warner Music and everybody else that will go out and grab a talented, beautiful young lady like a Lizzo. She's beautiful, she's talented. And they will say, you know, Lizzo, we, we really want you to be popular amongst the white feminists, so we need you to take your clothes off. And, and, then, and then, oh, and also, it, we need you to be a little racy, so we need you to go and make jokes about how you love to suck a white man's dick in order for you to, for you to get a new record deal and, uh, and, and flirt with him and stuff. And, and then we also want you, so you get on TikTok in front of children, and she's, she's done this, right? She's literally simulated oral sex on TikTok in front of kids, just in case you wanted. So if you got kids on TikTok, just know that they, they probably know some things they probably should know at the age of seven. Um, and, and then they say, well, you know, also we, why are you playing the flute? You know, I'm gonna tell you, I got a, the black woman I love who is a college professor. She plays the flute. Um, and I'm sure if she twerked, she'd be very good at it. She, she is, she has nice black woman curves. Lizzo twerks while she's playing the flute. I've never seen Alicia twerk while she played the flute. Maybe, babe, maybe, maybe that's why your fluting career never took off because you did not go and twerk while you played the flute. But I saw Lizzo twerking in front of a white guy on a TV show while she was playing the flute. Now I'm trying to figure this out. Here's what I'm trying to figure out. This lady is beautiful and talented and capable. Why does she have to act like a clown in order for you to appreciate the talent that she has? Why does she have to take pictures of her obese body and somehow behave as if being obese is a wonderful thing? Being obese ain't the same as being healthy. Uh, the pandemic should have taught you that. Most of the people who died from the, the from the pandemic died with a pre-existing conditions. The number one pre-existing condition on the list was obesity. So you're coming to me and you're telling me that I'm not sensitive because I'm not crying with you when black people are dying from obesity during the pandemic. But yet just two months ago, you were celebrating obesity. So I don't understand if I if I celebrate something and then that thing kills me then who can I blame? I don't understand that. I, am I supposed to blame white supremacy for doing this to you? Yeah, white supremacy plays a part in this, but not in the way that you think. Who am I supposed to blame? Well, you know, I think that there's a point where we have to stop and ask ourselves, just how crazy have we become? How ridiculous have we become? And it ain't just, it ain't just Lizzo as a woman. I'm not just talking about Lizzo. I'm really talking about if, in general. If you really look at the dark side of, of hip hop culture as well, where you have black men training other black men to become addicted to drugs, to have sex with as many women as possible, to become super spreaders of STDs and, and baby mama itis and everything all over the community and to throw all their money away and to engage in illegal behavior and to remain as ignorant as possible. And then you wonder why we have black men who uh, who are infecting women with STDs, who are going to prison at unbelievable rates, who are dying at an early age. When, when rappers start dying at 45, 50 years old and younger, it's not because they just got cursed or Jesus forgot to bless them. It's because they were living a certain lifestyle that led to early death. But for some reason, I don't get this. Maybe I'm talking over people's heads. I have no idea. But and may, maybe, maybe, I don't know. I, I was in school for a long time. So maybe, maybe I, 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 maybe I'm seeing things that I think everybody else should see, but, but I, but I, maybe they just don't see it. But there's this thing called cause and effect. You know, Isaac Newton used to talk about action and reaction, uh, that everything you do is going to have a consequence or a benefit for you. For example, if you save your money every day and you invest your money every day, you're probably going to have more money than people who don't do that. But for some reason, there are people in this world who think 
that you can spend all your money every day and have as much money as somebody who saved their money every day. I don't understand that. And I think that it starts when we're children and we're fed a victim mentality that leads us to put ourselves in all kinds of ridiculous situations and then wondering why it didn't turn out right. I don't understand that. And in fact, I've been seeing it this week. I saw uh, this crazy situation where a poor little girl got shot down in Ohio because uh, she was about to stab another little girl and the police shot her. Now, I'm not defending the police. I'm not here to get into all of that conversation, but I am here to say, what in the hell is going on in that community? What in the hell is going on with the fathers in that neighborhood? Because let me tell you a little story. I, I had a time where where my daughters got into a fight with some other girls so and some, some guys, the little boys and little girls. They were all kind of scuffing it up at the playground. And you know what happened? I got together with their father. Uh, I'm not their biological father. I'm the bonus dad. But I called their dad. We talked about it. I got together with another dad in the neighborhood and we went down and we shut that shit down. We regulated that shit immediately. We turned to the, the boys and we said, you do not ever put your hands on a girl. If we see you doing that, you're going to have to deal with us. You don't want to deal with us, right? They said, no, no, sir. Good. All right. So we're in agreement. We turned to the girls and we said, I saw you put your hands on him. Don't you put hands on people if you don't expect somebody to put hands back on you. You come and you talk to us or you get away from the situation, but don't. That was the conversation we had. Problem was solved. Situation averted. Everybody's cool. At no point did we get to the point where it was so out of hand that one of the kids right in front of us is about to stab the other child and the police have to show up and do what we're not men enough to do. I do not understand that. And those of you who think that your children are better off and that our children are better off without their daddies and we don't need the daddies in the house and mommies can be daddies too. That's bullshit. Stop believing that because it would be ridiculous for fathers to think that we could raise our children without their mothers. And I heard a guy today, a guy said something like that on my Instagram. He said, he said, well, you know, a father that's not in the house can be just as effective as a father that's in the house. And I said, well, no, I said, okay, so let's reverse that then. Do you think that a mother who lives down the street can be just as effective as a mother who wakes their child up every morning, who's there with them every morning at breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Do you think that that mother who doesn't live in the house can be as effective as the mother who actually is in the house 24 hours a day? No, you would never say that. So why, if you can't say that about the mother, why would you say that about the father? It's because you have been taught to believe that fathers don't matter. Why am I talking about all of this? Where are we going with all of this? Well, what I'm going at with this is that they have your head full of a bunch of crap that doesn't work. They have you filled with ideas that lead to nothing but failure. And then when you fail, you're trained to react and say, oh, it's because of racism. And racism does play a part in this, but not in the way that you think. So let's get back to the Lizzo thing. Here's the deal with the Lizzo thing. Look, there's nothing wrong with being overweight. I want to reiterate that. I am not here to make fun of Lizzo for being an obese woman. That is not the goal. I am not at all making fun of her. I think she's beautiful. I think she's talented. And I think that she uh, is a person that is deserving of any success that she received. And in fact, I'm not even talking about Lizzo. I'm talking about the people that are giving her money to go out and embarrass herself. Right. It's just like if I had uh, if I if, if my daughter was getting paid money to go out and behave in a way. That was embarrassing to her family, embarrassing to her community and embarrassing to herself and not representing herself in the way that we believe that she should. I would have a talk with my daughter and I would have a talk with the people that were paying her to do these things. I also want to reiterate to you and remind you that when you're talking about all of this, right, whenever you know something bad goes wrong, whenever you know black people die from COVID, and they want to give you a government shot. So they're like, here, take this government shot. But keep being fat so that you'll need those shots, right? You so, Only smart people can really understand what the hell's going on. Again, stupid people ain't never going to get this. The sheep are never going to get this. The sheep are just mad because I'm not repeating the stupid talking points that you're picking up on these dumb networks of CNN and MSNBC and everything else. They want you to remain a slave. Slavery is comfortable for the slave and for the slave master. So they want to maintain 
the exact relationship that they've had with you all these years where they will put you in stupid situations and then be the saviors that come bail you out of the same dumbass situation that you chose to sign up for voluntarily. They are the same people who will sell you donuts at the front of the grocery store and sell you diabetes medication in the back of the grocery store. What You don't think that when you're talking about all these shots that they're marketing to the black community, they're going straight to the white supremacy playbook to get you to go along with the program. They're going to your pastors, which Dr. Claude Anderson wrote in Poweronomics and Black Labor, White Wealth, how the pastor has for 200 years been used as the way to get black people to line up like sheep to ready for slaughter to go right into the slaughterhouse. They go to the celebrities because studies show that black people that black people follow celebrities and are more influenced by celebrities than anybody else. They, they go to your, your, your Negroes on TV. They go to the presidents of HBCUs. And what's interesting to me is that most of these people have never done any research on what they're telling you to do. Most of these people cannot logically win a debate and explain exactly why they're telling you to vote for a certain politician or to buy a certain product or to get a certain shot in your arm or whatever it is that they're telling you to do. They're just doing it because somebody paid them to come and say it. They're just, they're, they're pretty, they, they are pretty much just billboards for whatever message somebody else needs you to hear. You know, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not coincidental that so many celebrities are going on Instagram and announcing that they just went to the doctor and just got a shot. I'm not saying that it's right or wrong. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just telling you that there is going to be no encouragement in this society for you to engage in the kind of free thinking you need to engage in in order for you to really be free. In order for you to be free, you got to be a free thinker. Most people aren't free thinkers. They're just they just become free slaves. That's what you are. You come for free. Black people come cheap because so many of us pressure each other to follow the crowd. So when I talk about things like a Lizzo, here's where here's where I'm going with this. <sighs> what confuses me about all of this is this. If you really are talking about something like what's going on with this pandemic, the very first thing you should hear from anyone who cares about you is is that viruses tend to viruses like that anyway tend to have a greater effect on people whose immune systems are weak. Can we at least agree on that? Give me a yes in the chat if you agree that a virus like the one that's out there, and I'm not minimizing this at all. We know it's very real. People have died from this. This is to be taken very seriously. That the number one defense mechanism you can put in place is to make sure your immune system is strong, that you are encouraged to eat right, you're encouraged to exercise, you're encouraged to do the things that are going to keep your body healthy. Can we agree on that? Give me a yes if we can at least agree on that. I don't care what your opinion is. I don't care if you, you know, if you got the shot or not. I'm not judging that at all. Okay. I'm really not. I swear to God, I'm not judging that. So, so why is it that everybody's focused on the reactive solution, but nobody talks about the preventative solution? That when when you you so 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 when this happens, when this when this tragedy hits. And black folks are hit worse than everybody else. And we know the reason black folks are being hit worse than everybody else is because we have higher rates of obesity and diabetes and all these other things, these pre-existing conditions. Then why is nobody saying, hey, how about we prevent the next pandemic? Instead, everybody's saying, oh, you poor black people. Oh, this happened because of racism. No, it didn't happen just because of racism. It happened because our fat asses were eating all that goddamn fried chicken and shit and nobody and everybody was cheering us on. People were cheering you on while you were putting yourself in a position to die. And then they cry when you're dead and they wonder how it happened. I don't understand. How can somebody run you over with a car and then wonder why your dead body is laid out on the street? Because they they encourage you to lay out in the middle of the street and get run over by the car. And then they feel sorry for you when the car runs over your dead body. Are you kidding me right now? It makes no sense at all to me. So when, when I spoke up on that thing with, with Lizzo, this, this happened maybe a year and a half ago. It was really fascinating. Again, I, I, I understand white people pretty well. I study them. I study black people, too. And, um, and I'm not scared of either one of them. So all y'all crazy racist white people, you can kiss my ass and, and you stupid Negroes can just go to hell. Uh, but, but here's the deal. When I spoke on the Lizzo thing, I remember saying, you know, promoting obesity it's probably not the best thing to do for a community where there are lots of people dying from obesity. Um, there are people that use a term called Black Lives Matter. 
and they don't mean it. They don't believe black lives really matter. They don't. They don't. They just don't. They, they only talk about police shootings because it benefits them politically. Because if black lives really mattered, then you would want black people to live. Do you understand what I'm saying? Give me a yes if you get what I'm saying, please. I need to know that there are at least a couple people. I know it might be one out of ten. But I need to know there are people who understand what I'm saying. I need you to be vocal because I sometimes it's, it's like you have no idea what the world looks like from my my angle where I have people that say, oh, well, well we, we thought you were mean. And I met a lady one time and, and she and she went and told her friend after she met me, she said, Dr. Boyce was really nice. And and I, and, I, and uh, her friend came back and told me and I said, why would she think I would be mean? She said, well, because they everybody says that you're uppity and you're mean because of what you said about Lizzo. You were beating you were attacking Lizzo. I said, I wasn't attacking Lizzo. I was stating facts. You know, if, 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 if stating facts and constructive critique is an attack, then you're going to be dead. You're not going to survive because the people that love you are the ones who challenge you when you're fucking up. You know, if, if my woman was like, well, I love boys, so I'm going to encourage him to keep eating pizza and keep sitting around and not exercising and keep his, his blood pressure through the roof. That ain't love. I'd be dead by now. So, so I'm telling you, you know, you got it all twisted right now. You got it all twisted. You think that the people who enable your addiction, whether it's an addiction to drugs or an addiction to uh, dysfunction or an addiction to sugar, that you think that the people who enable your addictions are your friends. Those are not your friends. Those are your worst enemies. The drug pusher is not the friend to the drug user, but the drug pusher pretends to be your friend. Like that Curtis Mayfield song, I'm your mama, I'm your daddy, I'm that nigga in the alley, I'm your brother when you need a true friend, true indeed, you know me, I'm your friend, right? You 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 think that he's your friend because he makes you feel good, but that's not your friend because they are serving you poison. So, so when that Lizzo thing happened, I'm going to tell you uh, about a year and a half ago, right before COVID, I said, maybe we should, you know, maybe Lizzo can promote something other than obesity, maybe she can promote like, I don't know, reading or something like or saving your money. Like maybe, she, can, you know, seriously, like who's paying this lady? And I'm not talking about her. She's young. So she don't probably, she probably don't know what she's doing. She won't figure it out till she's like probably 45. But but I'm like, who's paying this lady to go around and promote obesity to a community where there are so many people who are dying from obesity? And of course, white media did its job. They did exactly for the, again. They went white to the rights white supremacy playbook, the propaganda playbook. So what they did was about a thousand media outlets around the world wrote about me, and they never, not one of them, called me to say, "Can you explain what you said? Can you explain what you meant?" They did exactly what Fox News did when Fox News did a hit piece on me back when I used to teach at Syracuse University. What they did was they talked about me and they positioned me as the angry black man who hates black women who was fat shaming and being a sexist like that's what they do it's such it, i mean they do it so much that it's become a joke now it's literally something where i'm like yeah 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 okay yeah yeah i'm a, you know someone said well why would you say that i'd be like you know what because because i'm a sexist because i i apparently i must hate black women or whatever forget my daughters forget my mama my sister forget my the black woman i love like like yeah i i just i just can't stand y'all whatever man believe what you want because the thing about it is what they do is they call you names in order to silence people who actually have common sense. They do. That's what they do. They, they they try to label, especially when you're a black man. They don't want to hear the voice of a black man. They just don't. They don't, you know, when Ice Cube was out speaking on the things he was speaking about with politics or whatever, they tried to label him and shame him and mislabel him as a MAGA supporter and all this other stuff. That's what they do. They don't want your men to speak because you've got men who are strategic in your community who are speaking facts that are not consistent with the slavery and the propaganda. Well, you know, when, when when daddy's not home, it's easy for a predator to get into your daughter's pants. All he got to do is sweet talk your mama, bring over some gifts, you know, to say all the right things. Next thing you know, he's in like Flint. It's the daddy who says, hold up, wait a minute, hold back up, motherfucker. Like, what, 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 what do you want with my daughter? Like, no, you're not going to no, know you have her home by nine o'clock or we're going to have a problem. Right. So when you have when so what has happened with your community is that you lost your men. You not only lost your men, but you lost the ability to respect your men. You have too many black people and maybe angry, angry women out here as well, who who just have are determined to not respect black men. So when black men step up and say, hey, you know, 
maybe we can do better. Let's, you know, whatever. Let's, you know, I say this in love, but let's try to do better. They don't want to hear that. They they go right to the white supremacist playbook, which says, oh, your black men are filled with toxic masculinity, which really translates to they don't go along with our program. So therefore, we're going to train you to believe that that person is the enemy. And there are some black women who fall for that. Thank God that there are black women who don't believe that, who don't fall for that, who can hear what we're saying. But but that's what you're dealing with. Right. So I'm explaining it that way so that you guys and women as well, that you those of you who are speaking truth, you're not crazy. You're not crazy. When you see Lizzo acting like a buffoon, you know, going out here, taking big fat pictures, butt naked. It's like, why? What are you doing right now? Like, what what is this? What's happening? Like, we don't hate you because you're obese. There's, nobody will hate you because you're fat. But why are you celebrating obesity if obesity is the number one killer of black people? Do you want black people to die? Right. So people use that term black lives matter. Right. And they use it under false pretenses. Uh, These people are liars. These people are um, are manipulative. These people are political operatives. So I'm going to use a different term. I'm not going to say black lives matter anymore. I'm going to say black life matters. Black life matters. Type it in the chat if you agree with me. Black life matters means that I want black people to live. Black life matters means that when you are promoting something that is killing black people, I am not going to support you. Uh, Black life matters means that when you're telling black people to be obese so that they can all die whenever a new virus pops up, I'm not going to support that because obesity is not good. I want black people to be healthy. Black life matters means that when we have conversations about even controversial topics like abortions, that those conversations are going to have to be had in the context of understanding what Margaret Sanger and Planned Parenthood were trying to do to black people, that there's documentation that they were white supremacists who were hell-bent on black genocide and extermination. Black life matters to me means that when you're talking about the need for fathers in the household, we're going to talk about the fact that little girls and little boys are more likely to be beaten and molested and all these other things when the father is not there to protect him. So Black Life Matters might mean that we're going to talk about building healthy relationships so that when y'all get together to have sex and make a baby, you're also going to be able to work through your problems and stay together as a family, that the family unit matters, that having the father there matters. The father cannot be replaced like an old pair of draws. The father is a significant and fundamental part of that household. And when he's not there, when he's not welcome to participate, you're going to have problems because we have a specific role that is very important. Just like the mother, just like the mother's role. You can never replace a black mama in the house. Can any, give me a yes or no. Can, can you ever imagine replacing your mama in your life? Can you, anybody in here rep- imagine growing up without your mama or your grandma and thinking that that means you would still have a normal life, that nothing was missing? But that's what they tell you. They tell you that. And th- again, this is all coming from this, this weird white supremacist, typically white liberal ideology that men just are irrelevant that fathers just aren't important, that families, you can have any kind of crazy dysfunction and everybody's going to be okay. No, you're not going to be okay because you're not okay. Your kids are being shot in the street at the age of 15 years old. You're not okay. You're not okay. You got your men getting hooked on drugs and, and getting into all kinds of crazy stuff, going to prison in droves. Not And, not, and it ain't always because because some white guy just chased him down the street for no reason. It's because he told he chose to get into some shit. It's, it's, you, you've got your men who don't even know how to be dead sometimes because no man was ever around to teach them that, right? So when you talk about Black life mattering, to me, it means that we go anywhere and everywhere where Black people are dying. It means that we do it in, a, in an intelligent way. Again, most people aren't going to get this. They're going to just gaslight it with their bullshit liberal ideology. But to me, what it would mean that if you really believe that Black life matters, what you would do is you would go down the list of the top 10 reasons black people die and you would say, let's address each of these top 10 things in a holistic manner. In fact, let me, let me dig into this. So we started talking about Lizzo and obesity and we know obesity was number one on the list for um, people that are dying during the pandemic. But let me tell you the top 10 causes of death for black people are diseases of the heart, again, linked to obesity. So Lizzo, stop promoting obesity because you're promoting heart disease. Um, malignant neoplasms, I guess, cancers, um, cancer, there are ways to minimize your chances of getting cancer. There are holistic health experts that can help you with that accidents, unintentional injuries. I don't know what you do about that. 
Um, stroke. Well, stroke is linked to that obesity piece. So Lizzo, stop promoting obesity because you're promoting black death. Um, you're doing a better job than the KKK ever could because I don't know any black people that have died at the hands of a Klansman, but I know many black people who have died because of a stroke. In fact, didn't Black Rob say that he had four strokes right before he died? But a lot of y'all got people in your own family that have had strokes, and my heart goes out to you. Um, there's another. The next one on the list is diabetes. How many of you, give me a yes or no, how many of you know a black person who has diabetes? Yes or no? Give me a yes or no. And then I want you to give me another yes or no. How many of you know that diabetes and stroke and diseases of the heart are all linked to obesity? How many of y'all know this? Give me a yes or no, if you are aware of this. So if you really believe that black lives matter, which you which you don't, we know, we've, we've proven that you don't, then, and you know that strokes diabetes and heart disease are all the leading causes of death amongst black people and that they are all linked to obesity not in every case i mean sure we know people that have strokes that are that are that are not obese right there are some people that have heart disease that are not obese so i'm not saying that every single person that dies of those those categories was obese but we know that there is a connection how can you tell me that black people matter to you but you're promoting the most convenient method of death for black people who paid you to kill black people who paid you to go around telling people to do the very thing that we know is the number one reason that they're dying you see you got to understand racism has changed people racism's changed they can't go to the old toolkit see they got you looking to the left when all your all your attacks are coming from the right they got you looking at you looking at the proud boys I don't know a single black person who got killed by a Proud Boy this year. I'm not defending the Proud Boys, but I don't know any black person who got killed by the Proud Boys. But all CNN will talk about all day is the Proud Boys. I, I, I don't know a single black person who's died at the hands of the Klan. We know that that happened a lot in the past. I, don't, I have not seen it happening very much in the, recent, in the recent years. But then on the right, on the other side where you're not looking, that's where all the death is, people. That's where, that's where black people are dying the most. They're dying from from here goes leading causes of death. diseases of the heart, cancers, unintentional injuries, strokes, and diabetes. Let's keep going. Chronic lower respiratory diseases. Give me a yes or no. Do you think that's link, that could be linked to obesity? Do you think an obese person is more likely to have a healthier respiratory system than a person who is not obese? And then you go down to the the next one: assault and homicide. Right? We we know about that. A lot of we know how a lot of those crimes go down. Uh, then you keep going down kidney diseases, Alzheimer's and septicemia. So those are the leading reasons that black people die. So if you believe that black life matters, then you will find the ways and the reasons black people are dying and address those. You will look at the numbers. It doesn't mean things like police killings of unarmed black men are not somewhere on the list, but I didn't see it on the list. It wasn't on that list. I just looked at from, you know, from uh, the National Institutes of Health. But but maybe it's maybe it's like number 14. I have no idea. So sure, address that. So so what I'm really saying at the end of the day is you need to make it make sense. Make it make sense. How can you how can you celebrate your dysfunction and complain about it at the same time? It's like that's the action of an eight-year-old. Like an eight-year-old will do something stupid and then cry after the consequences come rolling in. Well, you, we told you not to touch the fire. You touched it. Now it's hot. And now you're screaming at like somebody did this to you. Nobody did that to you. You're not eight years old. But at the end of the day, they treat you like eight-year-olds. They train a lot of our people. I mean, if you, even if you look on the internet and you look on TV and you listen to the logic or lack thereof of a lot of your most famous black people that you see on TV, that you see on the internet, et cetera. These people have no brain in their head. They literally are so hell-bent on reciting propaganda that if you if you really challenge them to you know on what two plus two actually is and 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 get them to explain to you how you know two plus two is really four, how are you telling me that two plus two is 186? They can't really explain that. They can't they can't stand the test a lot. That's why people like me don't get invited onto major networks anymore. And I, I don't I don't, don't want to go. I don't ask to go on those networks. I used to go on CNN all the time, and there is a threshold where you become too smart for TV. 
And, uh, and, I, and I'm okay with that. I, I know that. That's true. I have more education by the age of 25 than most of these people will ever have in their entire life. Not, I'm not better than anybody, but I did go to school for a long time. There's a benefit to going to school till you're 31 years old and then being a professor for the next 20 years. So I've learned a few things along the way. And one of the things I've learned is that what you're doing is not working. That what you're doing to this point, the things that you celebrate are the things that are killing you. The things you glorify are the things that are destroying you. When you have mass music, and I'm telling you, I'm marrying a woman who's an expert in the subconscious mind. We talk about this all the time. When you have music being promoted to millions of people, including your children, that is telling young black boys to drink as much liquor as possible, they're going to become alcoholics. When you have music telling these young boys to use as much dope as possible, well, well, they're, they're going to become drug addicts. When you market, I'm a business person. Marketing works. Marketing works. Uh, when you have music that's telling young boys to just fuck every woman that moves well they're going to get stds and they're going to have babies mamas because of it some of them are going to get falsely accused of rape uh, and some of them are going to end up in terrible situations it's, it's, it's a natural consequence when you have music that's constantly encouraging your young children to spend and give away all their money you know drop drop everything to get a gucci bag forget investing forget saving forget planning for the future live it up now go go buy a nice european car Go to Jake the jeweler and buy a 50 pound gold chain. Well, then guess what? You're going to have poverty out of that. You're, you're, you may you may not be the reason that you started poor, but you are going to be the reason that you stay poor. You are going to be the reason that even when you had money in your pocket and had a chance to not be poor anymore, you went right back to your pre-existing condition because that is exactly where you let them lead you right back to. You, you don't understand that 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 this idea, this very strange idea that people have our people. One of the things that makes us incredibly. I'm going to say dumb. I'm not calling people dumb. I'm just going to say this is one of the things that can make us look a little dumb is this idea that somehow the very people who benefit from our demise are going to be the ones who save us. That, that, that somehow that I don't need that black father in the household who's going to protect the children that he gave birth to. I just I just need a, a Uncle Joe Biden and a government check to go with my government shot. And that's going to replace the men in my community. And, I, and then when I have a problem, I'm not going to call the men in the community. I'm going to call the police so they can roll up and shoot my 15 year old daughter because she's she got into a crazy situation with a knife. You see, do you understand what I'm saying? That when you're letting your enemy, when you're letting your adversary, when you're letting your oppressor solve your problems, then all they know how to do is give you more problems. There is no way on earth that your oppressor is going to get you out of your oppression. They benefit too much. Just with the pandemic. Do you understand how much? No, remember, don't forget I'm a financial expert. That's what my PhD is in, in finance. Do you understand how much money was made? Like when they're giving out millions of shots, do you know, you know, those shots are not free. Y'all do know that, right? You do know that these companies are making hundreds of millions, if not billions and billions and billions of dollars from, from issuing these shots. Now I'm not sitting here telling you not to get one. I mean, go get one. Some of y'all have one. It's okay. I don't have any problem with that. I swear to God, I don't judge that. You know, I'm not a person who thinks that if you go get that shot, you're automatically going to go down or you're going to die. I'm just a person who thinks that everybody's exaggerating. I think we exaggerate the chances of dying from the virus. We exaggerate the chances of dying from the from the shot. I, I don't I'm, I'm more in the middle. I, I consider myself moderate. I, I am extremely moderate. So I'm an extremist when it comes to being an extremist about being moderate and, and, and thoughtful and logical about things. So I'm, I'm an extremist. I'm a logic extremist. Right. There you go. So so. So what I'm saying to you, though, is that there's a game being played around you and you're a pawn in this whole process. You know, you're a pawn in this. And, and so so when I think about Lizzo and, and, and just going back to the beginnings of this conversation, uh, you know, I, I feel sorry for that poor girl. You know, I think that that girl, again, I look at her and I see somebody who's talented and smart and beautiful. And just like even Cardi B, Cardi B's talent. I think she's a good rapper. I really do. And some of y'all don't agree, but I think she's talented. But I'm sitting here looking at a world where we're training our little girls that in order for you to get an opportunity, you got to be a complete hoe. You got to be a complete clown. You got to embarrass your people at every available opportunity. And you do this while making white people happy. You become a menstrual show. That, that's what you become. 
you know, there's a reason why why an ignorant rapper will always get more attention on mainstream media than a brilliant black person. And intel- you can put the most intelligent, brilliant, decent, high quality, most talented black woman in the world in front of these networks. And they'll say, ah, she's boring. Put Lizzo on. You know, have, have her twerk while she's playing the playing the flute, like like seriously. And so, so I think that what and the here's the thing: the, the reason that you are contributing to this is because when somebody speaks up about it, we in many cases, our people, those of us who are misguided, are the first ones to be that first line of defense to fight back. You know, and, and that also is part of your slave training. We're trained to attack each other and come back after each other to stop each other from doing the things that our community actually needs to the point where the oppressor doesn't even have to do it. So um, I don't have an issue so much with Lizzo. I'm really thinking more so about um, the networks, the the corporations that promote this stuff. Uh, I'm thinking about Apple and Spotify, et cetera. And the fact that they are making all this money by basically pushing things to black people and about black people that they would never push about themselves. Like if you look, if you listen to some of the worst hip hop music that's out there where they're promoting drug addiction and, and mass genocide, like telling black people to kill each other and calling you the N word and everything, they would give me a yes or no. Would they do that to the Jewish community? Would they ever put out music like that about the Jewish community? Um, yes or no. Would they ever put music out like that out there about the Asian community? Will they ever have anti-Asian music out there on mass scale promoting the death of Asian people? Would they do that? Would that be considered acceptable? Well, the answer is no, right? So ask yourself, why is it acceptable to do that to black people? Well, the answer is right in front of your face. It's because they don't consider you to be a complete human being. You are seen as less than. You, you Black life does not matter. Black lives might matter. Uh, maybe, you know, with, when it comes to a police shooting, they write a check to Patrice Culler so she can go buy another $3 million house or whatever it is that they do with the money. And, the, you know, as long as you show up and you vote for the Democrats and, and you do your job, then they like that. They appreciate that part. Um, that's why they're fighting so hard on the Georgia voting rights thing. That's why all these corporations are lining up to support the whole voting rights issue in Georgia is because they need your vote. They need your vote so they can get elected. So ultimately, they're only doing something for you as long as it's doing something for them. They will never do anything for you that does not benefit them. They certainly won't do anything for you that takes something away from them. So when you're talking about the real shit, like the real things that are really going to empower black people, like, for example, when you think about health, for example, teaching black people to be healthy so that we don't even need government shots to protect ourselves from viruses. Well, that hurts the healthcare industry. They can't make money off you anymore. They can't make money off. Black suffering is a multi-billion dollar industry. Uh, you know, the, the, you have the civil rights superstars, the Al Sharptons and Patrice Cullors and Ben Crumps that are, you know, these ambulance chasers that kind of go around and look for one black trauma after another to scream and holler about. Uh, these are not people that are seeking to truly liberate the black community and make you independent. They're trying to get access to the corporate suite. I mean, Al Sharpton, you know, give him credit. He keeps it 100. He, he was bragging the other day on the, the pulpit about how he, he rides in a private jet. And he said, because I'm that type of guy. And he gets the private jet because the corporations write the big checks because basically they go in and they as a, as a Negro manager, he is given access to that space because they know that in order to control black people, they have to reward him. They control him so he can control us. And then, therefore, we fit into their ob- objectives and their agenda. Freedom looks completely different from what most people think. That's why I really I truly believe in this generation. Only about 10 percent of all black people really understand what freedom actually looks like. Most people think freedom is integration. And unfortunately, if you think that way, if you think the complete integration is is freedom, then you um could possibly be inadvertently a white supremacist, but you also don't really understand how capitalism actually works. You also don't understand the basic element of human greed and what power actually does and what power actually looks like. Freedom for black people pretty much looks like this. It starts with um, education, for example. Uh, We must educate our own kids so that they have values and ideas and ideologies that are consistent with what we believe in as a culture. Right. And uh, and and that's it. 
right? When you say, okay, I want my kids to have equality by going to a white school where white people are going to teach him all the things that they value, the things that matter to them. Well, then they're going to teach them a lot of stuff that, that isn't necessarily to your benefit. Uh, freedom also looks like, you know, us running and controlling businesses and owning property. It means us being able to shape narratives. It, we talk about freedom, uh, equality, freedom and equality in policing. It means us policing our own communities because uh, it's it's interesting that we are uh, completely familiar with the image of a group of white cops running through a black neighborhood telling black people what to do. But we can't even imagine an image of a group of black cops running through a white neighborhood telling white people what to do and shooting white people and beating up old ladies in a white neighborhood and thinking that that's okay. Right. So so to some extent, white supremacy is deeply embedded in our ecosystem. We also tend to believe that that receiving acceptance and acknowledgement from other communities, particularly the oppressor, is somehow a merit badge. You know, like like we will like, for example, when um, when Vicki Dillard, you know, had a critique on Tamika Mallory and the Cadillac commercials and all that. Uh, my son made a comment about my son's a rapper who has a show, I guess, with me. I don't know exactly what he does, but he does something. He's relevant. He's a nice guy, I guess. But he said something like, um, you know, if Vicki Dillard wants access to Tamika Mallory, she shouldn't speak about her in that way. And I thought that was a little bit of a strange statement because I thought, well, wait a minute. When I think about people who I've seen who've really connected to the black community, I actually have Vicki Dillard very high on the priority list and Tamika's actually on a lower scale. So it seems to me that if you're talking about access, why would Vicki Dillard be in any way trying to beg for access to Tamika Mallory? Well, the reason that Tamika appears to have more relevance is because she's been acknowledged by white establishments. She's been acknowledged by corporate America. She's been on white media outlets. Uh, she's been on the Grammy Awards. And that, in our mind, translates into some sort of inherent status. So a lot of getting away from white supremacy means getting away from even allowing this idea that other people are even capable of defining what it means to be superior, what it means to be successful, what it means to be worthy, what it means to be validated. Like, you have to let all that shit go. Like, you really, like, for example, if you're in entertainment, I encourage you to completely let go of the idea that winning an Oscar or a Grammy means anything. It doesn't, it, it, mean, it literally should mean nothing to you because it is literally an award that somebody made up, a Pulitzer Prize. Somebody sat around one day and said, let's create this prize and call it a Pulitzer and let's get people to think that getting a Pulitzer Prize is a big deal. Stop thinking that your most successful black people are inherently more successful just because they've been acknowledged by white people. Because in some cases, the black people who are most acknowledged by white people are actually the least successful in our community. They're also the most treacherous in our community. Because then what happens is when you give somebody the power to define what it means to be legitimate, then what you've done is you've given them the ability to print money. You've given them the ability to control narratives in a way that you just don't want to have if you're trying to really fight against a white supremacist system. Uh, you know, a way a way to think about it is like cryptocurrency. Uh, you know, one of the reasons that the government or that the SEC had an issue with XRP, I own, I own XRP, that's one of the cryptocurrencies. The reason the government had an issue with XRP is because basically they seem to feel, which I don't completely disagree with, that the founders of XRP made themselves rich by creating this currency getting other people to buy into it and holding half of the supply for themselves. So they then had this supply of this thing that, that previously had no value, but now they can go and sell a million dollars worth anytime that they want. They can sell a, a half a billion dollars worth and get cash for that. Uh, so, 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 so it's like they, they're kind of the treasury. They're like the mint of this valuable currency now because you've given it legitimacy. Right. Same thing with Dogecoin. Dogecoin had no value. Dogecoins were, are completely worthless. The founders even said that they were worthless. So but when you start paying money for Dogecoin, when they the value goes up to 10 cents, 20 cents, 30 cents, 40 cents. Well, guess what? The founders of Dogecoin who literally made it up, like literally made it up just the same way you might draw a picture on a piece of paper and make up a story right there in your head. The people who made it up now have this currency that they can then put on the market and offer to people in exchange for people giving them billions of dollars. They can print 
a billion dollars for themselves just by issuing this thing that isn't even real, right? So, so to some extent, white supremacy, a lot of it isn't real. This idea that somehow things like Oscars and Grammys or working for big white corporations are going to Yale University, all that stuff is kind of manufactured. And, and, and only people who are really capable of playing above the rim intellectually can actually see that. You know, it's not about trying to win the game. It's about really going deeper and understanding how the entire game was designed and even saying, you know, not only am I not going to try to win the game, but I'm not even going to play the game. So I'm going to win the game by transcending the game. I'm going to win the game by not even participating. I'm going to win the game by being in a whole different game. Right. I've gone beyond winning, winning, because not only did I defeat you, but I've literally obliterated you from existence in the world that matters to me. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm getting real, you know, weird here. I know I'm getting real deep on this, but but this is this is me giving you kind of a glimpse into how my brain works. Like, like you know, I, I didn't it took me a long time to figure these things out. You know, it's, it's like if, if you're up here spending all your time trying to argue with somebody, um, you, people don't understand that you literally are giving them legitimacy by the fact that you've honored them enough to even take the time to argue with them. You know, <laughs> so now as I've gotten more mature, I realize, like, wait a minute, it, you know, you want to fight with me. You want to pick a fight with me by me fighting you back. Even if I win, I've given you something by even acknowledging what you just said to me. Right. So 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 a lot of times you don't understand that you're trained to fight white supremacy in a way where white supremacy is almost always going to win because you're trained at an early age to do nothing but constantly acknowledge what they're saying. You're constantly reacting to what they allegedly did. You're constantly responding to what they said about you. And every time you're sitting around complaining about white people talking about white people talking about what they put on TV. You don't understand that they're playing you like Pinocchio. They literally are playing you like Pinocchio. They wake up in the morning and they can print money. They say to themselves, they say, you know, how are we going to get black people triggered today? Oh, I know. I know. We'll put up a, we'll put, we'll hang a noose. We'll, we'll hang a noose on the door and, um, and tell and tell them that we found a noose on the door at somebody's corporate office and black people won't get anything done because they're going to spend the whole day being triggered by this noose hanging on somebody's door that literally means nothing. There ain't no neck in the noose. <laughs> We're just going to show them a noose and get and get them triggered. You know, so so you have to understand that, you know, th- this game is being played in a way where most people won't ever get it. And so when I see uh you know, when, when, I, when I see things like what Lizzo does with the whole obesity thing and how they've kind of positioned her in a certain way, I really feel sorry for her. I really feel like, um, you know, like, like I, I think that even she hates it. I really do. I think that the reason Lizzo got so pissed off when I said what I said about her a year and a half ago um, is because she knows I'm right. She knows I'm right. She knows that I'm not I might be an asshole. I might be. Uh, a piece of shit. I don't know what I am. Maybe I, I accept all these titles if that's what you want to thrust on me. But she knows I ain't stupid. One thing I'm not is stupid. So even if I say something that you don't like or don't agree with, there's something there that has to be acknowledged because I didn't come up. I didn't pull this out of my ass. You know, they are using you and they are using you to kill your own people. Seriously, they're using you to promote the thing. Like, there's no amount of bullets being put into black bodies by cops that matches the number of black people that are dying from heart disease, strokes, and diabetes and obesity. There, there's nothing. There's no amount of cop. There's no amount of cop killings that can add up to even a fraction of the number of black people that are dying from these easily preventable conditions. So, if you really think that black life matters, if you're really trying to keep black people alive. Well, why would you promote the things that's killing black people the most? Again, tell me, uh, tell me, tell me how I'm wrong. Tell me how I'm wrong that that, you know, I mean, seriously, explain to me, explain to me how promoting obesity helps black people. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't mean that we hate you because you're obese. I told you I, I, I've, I've been I've been fighting obesity my whole life. I mean, I still do. I fight every day. It's a fight. 
Every day I run. I don't, I don't, when me and Alicia go running, I don't run fast. I say, look, I'm just running so I don't get obese. Cause you get older, I swear, you get older, you, the weight just starts piling on. It's terrible. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. And, uh, and so, so it's a struggle that all of us have. We all grew up on soul food and sugary Kool Aid and all kinds of shit that we shouldn't have been eating. A lot of us are dealing with those sugar addictions or whatever. But it's one thing if I say, you know what, I love you in spite of your sugar addiction. It's another thing for me to say I love you because of your sugar addiction or that I glorify your sugar addiction or that somehow your sugar addiction is okay. It's wrong for me to encourage you to do better. People like that are not your friends. You know, people like that are are not are not helping you. And some people aren't going to get it. You know, Shalinda says you sound like a piece of shit. Absolutely. I am a piece of shit right now. If you don't get what I'm saying, then you probably should. You should definitely not not really be here because this ain't a conversation that's for someone like you. You need to go to another space. You know, there are people that are comfortable in black misery. There are people that are comfortable with black people dying. There are people that are comfortable with oppression, you know, and, and I'm not that guy that's meant to, I'm not trying to be here to be popular. The things I'm saying will make more sense in about 30 years, right? So it's okay. It's okay. It's completely okay to get mad or whatever. Oh, you just being mean or why would you do that? Okay, fine. But I grew up in a world where I had parents that would say mean things to me in order to get me to realize that some of what I was doing was stupid, that the, that they said, look, if you keep going down that path, bad things are going to happen. So if you don't have enough love for yourself to challenge yourself, then you are always going to be a slave. I'm tired of being a slave. So I hope some of y'all get it. Maybe some of you won't. Um, I, I, you know, I, I say it with a grain of salt. Um, and and uh, that's all I have to say about that. All right. So anyway, uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, there's my Instagram. It's the real boys Watkins. And um, and I if you want to go find that picture of, of Lizzo naked or whatever, like obese, you can go look it up. I'm, I didn't put it up because I don't I don't know. I, I just there's nothing. You know, anybody can get naked. I'm sure every black woman on this platform right now could take a naked picture and set the internet on fire or get a thousand likes on Instagram. But there, but God bless the women who, who, you know, who lead with their brain first, as opposed to always thinking that you have to be, you know, a complete slut in order to get attention. I, I don't like to see it. I kind of wish, um, don't get me wrong. I mean, black women are gorgeous. You know, Lizzo's pretty, she's, she's, she's big, but she's a pretty lady. And I really think that at the end of the day, you got to stop letting these people play you because what they do is they hold that damn money over your head and you'll do anything for that money. You do anything for that fame. You do anything for their acceptance. And I think it's time for you to have a standard. So the question I would ask black people is, what is your standard? Do you have any standards? If you have no standards then you're, you'll, you'll never succeed. You know, um, when I saw what happened, for example, when that poor little girl got shot, you know, as she's sitting there stabbing another girl, um, I'm not here to tell you what exactly should have occurred in that situation. You know, I've heard people say, yeah, they should have tased her. Or they should have shot her in the leg or, or, the, you know, whatever. But I'm sitting here trying to figure out how you even got to that point in the first place. You know, what, what's going on in your community where you got six, 15 year old girls trying to murder each other in the street and you got men standing around. I don't understand that. I, I, I personally think that there are, those of you who, and I'm really, so you actually, I'm really preaching to the choir. I'm really talking to the people that are either open-minded enough to hear what I have to say or who feel the same way, but who are tired of being shamed and attacked by people who want black people to continue to be where we are right now. Um, I don't want that. You know, I don't, I don't want us to continue to constantly be triggered by some new police shooting or some other tragedy that is being milked by CNN to get us to believe that we're waiting for some politician to come save us. I I'm tired of that. That's not, you know, I don't want to see, you know, two, three years from now us having the same, it's like a damn round Robin. It's like the same damn story over and over and over again. And I'm just tired of it. It's like, at what point do we actually solve the problem? And what I realized is that we're diverse people. So some of y'all ain't solving shit. Some of y'all are sitting there just going to remain stuck, uh, you know, whatever. And that's good, good for you. Go do that. But some of you are ready to move forward. And I encourage you, um, if you, if you want to know what I do, I don't really, I don't really follow a lot of those stories anymore. I don't, I don't watch CNN or MSNBC, um, 
I don't um, I don't participate in a lot of this shit because I'm sitting there saying, okay, I know what the problem is now. How do I do better? How do I take care of my kids? How do I make sure that we're not feeling oppressed, that we're able to find success, that we're able to find happiness, uh, that, that I'm able to have a good relationship with my woman so that we don't have to deal with these these busted relationships that are destroying our community? Um, how do I make sure I'm raising my kids right? How do I make sure that I stay healthy so I'm not going out? You know, I'm the same age as DMX and Black Rob, right? So I'm sitting here thinking, okay, how do I make sure as a black man that I solve the problem so that I don't end up, you know, in a place I don't want to be? It doesn't mean I'm, you make fun of anybody. It just means you, you think about these things. God is giving you lessons every single day. He's giving you lessons in life every single day. When you're hearing about black people dying, uh, there are people who will say, oh, this is so sad that they died. But then you have some people that say, well, why did they die? What happened? And sometimes there's a lesson in there and smart people pick up the lesson. So that's what I'm encouraging you to do. Look around you and pick up the lesson. The lessons are everywhere. You know, but but again, this is why this platform is for intelligent black people. You either have to be intelligent or you have to want to be. People who are not intelligent are not going to get this. They're just going to get caught on the superficial aspect of why are you talking about Lizzo? Why is Lizzo so important to you? Well, because white people put her on TV, which therefore in their mind makes her important. And for people like that, this is not what this conversation is for. All right. So anyway, I got to go, guys. Um, have a good day. Thank you for listening. Um, I know this is a stream of consciousness. I take the conversation every single direction. But I hope that this information helps you. I hope this perspective helps you to form your own point of view. Um, the, the last thing I'll say on this that I think is important is if you want to talk about quality of life, because that's what you're looking for, right? They talk about inalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Uh, what's going to make you happy? What's going to make you have life? What's going to give you liberty and make you feel free? Well, they say that your quality of life is measured by three main things, health, wealth, and relationships. Health is physical and mental health. Are you taking care of your mental health? You know, we need therapists in our community. Y'all need to listen to the therapists. Stop ignoring them. And, you know, I know y'all want to pay attention to the celebrities, but the celebrities don't know shit. Most of them are stupid. Listen to these therapists that are out here. They have really good ideas on how you can, you know, be a little bit smarter and happier and deal with your trauma and, and have better relationships. Uh, you've got health experts that can tell you how to eat right and how to exercise so that your body's going to be healthy, right? Why would you celebrate obesity when obesity kills more black people than the KKK? Why in the fuck are you celebrating the thing that kills more black people than the Ku Klux Klan, the Proud Boys, and Donald Trump put together? I don't know how many black people Donald Trump has killed. Maybe he has. I don't know. Maybe he secretly killed a thousand black people. But he has nothing on heart disease and diabetes and strokes and obesity. It's nothing. You know, so 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 health, um, be healthy, you know, and then we talk about wealth, like save your money and invest your money. If you say, let me, I promise you this as a finance professor, I can promise you that if you save your money and you invest your money, you will have more money than if you spend your money and waste your money. <laughs> That's common sense. Uh, and, and so, so, so save and invest, you know, teach that to your kids. Uh, if you don't spend time investing your money and learning how to invest money, then you won't have any money. That's what the rule is. And then relationships, you know, I'm telling you, I, I think leading with love and doing your best to connect with like-minded people and being supportive of each other, you know, banding together, black men working together, black women working together, black men and black women coming together to form strong families. Um, if you have a relationship, like if you like somebody enough to fuck them, then, and, and make a baby with them, then you should like them enough to go ahead and get preemptive preventative therapy to help you get the tools necessary to maintain a healthy relationship. Stop trying to do it all by yourself. All these people out here are getting divorces, stuck in crazy baby mama drama where the ain't no money in the bank. Kids getting beat up and molested and stabbed at school because there ain't no daddy in the house. Daddy's out here trying to pay child support for eight different women. Can't hardly afford to get ahead because because you're paying too much in child support. Like the way you prevent that is when you have a relationship with somebody you love. Start getting the tools to get along like there are tools out there. Did y'all know that? That there, that therapists can show you like, OK, this is how you can talk to your woman without it blowing up into a fight. You know, OK, this is how you can talk to a man without without, you know, without causing any problems. You know, this is how you can get along because I don't understand that. I still I, I kind of get it, but I don't I don't understand how people can love the shit out of each other to the point where they are a raw dog and having raw sex and making babies. And then it's like. You just assume that they're not going to be together when the baby's born. I don't understand that. 
right? So if you plan for things, then bad things are less likely to happen. That's it. You know, you don't want your whole life to happen by accident. And there's a lot of people who have messy lives. And I, 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 I what I do is I, I actually, I actually connect that to the fact that when you're black and you're listening to other people tell you what it means to be black, they pretty much in so many ways tell you that being black means you're always going to be a victim. And the challenge of that victim mentality is that victims are never expected to take responsibility. People that are perpetual victims are treated like children or people with disabilities. A child is not expected to be able to prepare um, for the future. A child is not um, expected to learn from his or her mistakes. A child is not expected to be empowered enough to elevate out of their condition. So black people in America, for the most part, are treated like children. You are taught to believe that without white people, good white folks taking care of you, Think about this. Most of y'all, most of y'all were raised to believe you can't even survive economically without working for a white person. White people don't believe they have to work for you, but you believe you got to work for them. Um, I've seen black people that start businesses where there are people who say your business will never take off if you don't start selling to white people. Right. I've seen people that go to um, that get to where they go to college and they either have to go to a predominantly white university and give give all their money to a big white university. So they're in debt for the rest of their life. Or they go to an HBCU, which is actually HBCUs. Most of the HBCUs were actually started by white people. I don't know if y'all know that or not. Go look at the history. Like look at the history of Spelman and stuff like that. Like these are these are not necessarily schools that are rooted and created out of the black community. It doesn't mean that they're bad. It just means that uh, when you're really looking for something that's truly empowering, you're gonna have to go deeper than that. So um, that's my thought for today. I'm, I'm gonna stop talking. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of people mad at me today. But this was on my mind, you know, and I just wanted to be honest with you. And um, I encourage, I mean, if anybody wants to debate me about the Lizzo thing, why it's okay for Lizzo to run around and, you know, and do whatever she's doing and promote obesity, even though we're all dying from it, um, then I'd, I'd be happy to, you know, hear your point um, and 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 speak back, you know, check, kind of come back with that. And not, or maybe not even respond, maybe just hear it. Like, I'd like to hear it. But at the same time, like, I think that you should hear me too. And you can't sit here and celebrate death and then be upset about death at the same time. That don't even make no damn sense. It makes no sense at all. All right. So anyway, I'm done. Anyway, I'm, I'm out of here. So I hope you guys have a good day. And uh, I appreciate you listening. And I know that I was a little bit, uh, I know I was going in a lot of different directions with this conversation, but um, I appreciate the fact that uh, you guys, I mean, I, I, I really mean it when I say I really curate the people that I really even want on my channel, because I don't really want to talk to the masses. Because the world is fucking crazy, man. I mean, the world is not, you know, I'm like, how in the hell? You ain't never going to have no freedom if you keep doing what the hell these people tell you to do. Like, they are leading you down a garbage dump. And uh, and if you don't figure it out, if you don't get off the grid, then you're going to be sitting there looking stupid like the rest of the sheep. Don't be a sheep. At least think for yourself. My God, what the hell? So anyway, you guys have a good day. Thank you for listening. Hit the thumbs up button on your way out if you could. Also, um, there's my Instagram, so feel free to follow me on the Instagram, and uh, I will see you guys soon. Take care. Peace. Here we are, clan, the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who got to delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn into intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Boyce TV. Here we are.